Hello and welcome to Comic Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. Good uh, morning, day, good. evening, good times, good times. Good day to you. Good times. Um, welcome uh, to a show that uh, we do as yeah. a comic and a fellow comic. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Which we do Solving live. some problems. Which we do live. We do it live. We, we do it live. It's not broadcast live. But that's fine. I mean, all the big topical comedy shows in America are done as live. And so is this. Yeah, but they also go through and edit out some of the crap. And we don't. We leave they in have the writers. Crap. But we, they have writers and we leave in the crap. But then again, leaving in the crap is kind of how, like, brown bread is better than white bread. So. Is it? Hmm. Sourdough? White is refined, isn't it? It's refined uh, carbs. So get rid of right. all this stuff that's, like, that's whole right. meat and Whole meat. This is what's in this bread. is unrefined comedy. So yeah. welcome to a show where we're going to solve all your problems. Um, you should be watching this on YouTube because I don't think it's broadcast anywhere else anymore. Um, join us in the comments where we'll be commenting on the comments that are around us, and uh, subscribe to the channel and do all that because that makes the engagement better. The more subscribers we have, the funnier we are. Um, that's proven. That is definitely proven. Yeah. Um, it's not like there's channels that just feature sunsets. And just watch just hours of white noise that have more subscribers than we do. But that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. That's not. Don't get me started on YouTube channels that just nick content from people and for some reason have <laughs> way more followers. But that, this is not the it's all about the PR and the marketing. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, if at any point, again, go join us in the chat. And there's always Kofi links, if you, uh, which is a place where you can buy us a Kofi. Yeah, be very good of you to try and, uh, you know, keep things going. What with the cost of living crisis? The cost of living is one True. thing. The cost of streaming? Ooh, no one's even talking Ooh. about that. This is some heavy lifting data here. Mm. We have to turn off our Bitcoin machines for a while while we do this. <laughs> just turn down the humming. Um, um, I come from a long line of miners. It just seems seems correct that I got into it. seems appropriate, yeah. You're not gonna, and it's not, you're not, I can't see you in a mine because you're too tall. Exactly. First of my family yeah. to reach six foot two for a good reason. Yeah. I was the only one who didn't have to headbutt the top of a mine. <laughs> they had to send you to university. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, right. Let's crack straight in. We got some serious problems to solve. Um, and one of them is one that's happening up in a place called Scotland or Scotland. I think I've that's what they call that. it. Yeah. Yes. Um, have you heard of Nicola Sturgeon? I have. She, in case you don't know, in case you're watching from somewhere else, she is the first minister of the Scotland. And because uh, they've got some little, they're not quite independent, haven't gone quite that far. But she is in charge of the SNP, which is the Scottish Nationalist Party. And they're having their party conference this week. And she um, made this statement about her fellow other party, the Tories, the Conservatives, who are currently in government uh, in the whole of the United Kingdom. And she said, I detest the Tories. Oh, so she's been criticized that this is a little bit over the top. This is taking uh, political rhetoric too far. Maybe is this like a Hillary Clinton moment where Hillary Clinton called the uh, fascist, racist supporters of Donald Trump deplorable, which I think is actually quite a nice term to have used for them. But then you have to think, who is her audience for this? Her audience is she's going into a party that wants to leave the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom is led by the Tory party. And clearly at the moment, the Tory party is not doing very well in running the United Kingdom. So saying that she detests the party that wants to remove taxes on the rich and and cut benefits for the poor doesn't feel like it's a big risk in some ways. I mean, I remember once being in Scotland and I made a comment that uh, being Tory is worse than a pedophile. And someone in the audience heckled me and said, yes, but you can forgive a pedophile. Wow. That's who she's playing to. 
So that's why Prince Andrew is very popular in Scotland. But the question is, yeah, no, he's a bit of, I would imagine he's a Tory. Yeah. I mean, he behaves like a Tory, but, you know, and alleged <clears throat> as a pedophile. But um, just to make that clear, uh, the people who are most upset about this, I don't, I don't think it's not going to hurt. She's, she's building into a party conference of people that want to leave the United Kingdom. The Tories have not done well in Scotland ever, or at least not in the last generation. Mm. And um, which in Scotland, she's is quite been a short time. <laughs> it's 10 years, yeah. 10 years at least. Um, the thing is, does this mean that there is less civil debate happening in the UK? That's the question. And should she apologize for that? But the same people who want her to apologize for it are the same people that frequently are complaining about cancel culture, meaning that they can't say everything they want to say and that they love free speech more than the people like Nicola Sturgeon do. Mm. It just It feels like maybe, maybe they're being a little bit hypocritical. Well, again, you end up leaving me on the other side of the debate here. I end up being yep. the flipping right-wing apologist. but I'm trying to get us right-wing views. Well, yeah, you're doing well. At that goes, they just, get lots. Let's just look at the viewing numbers. Is that what it is? <laughs> Ooh, I'm not looking down there again. Um, but the free speech argument would be Nicola Sturgeon's free to say it. People are free to criticize it. And they're yes. using their free to criticize free speech. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. But not when they spend all of their time saying... People should be allowed to say what they want. It was just a joke. I called someone blah, 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 blah. And then now they're like, oh, my God, she called us detestable. Yeah. The, there's a lot oh. of snowflakery on every side, isn't there? Everyone thinks the other side is the problem with the snowflakes. But some of some people who spend all day long going, oh, people these days, they're snowflakes. They can't take anything. What's that? You said a mean word about me. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, if she came out and said, I'm Nicola Sturgeon, head of the Scottish Nationalist Party, and I love the Tories. That would be problematic, and I don't think it would be sincere. Yeah. Angela Rayner um, called Tories scum. She had to apologise for that, didn't she? Yeah, but that's because Labour wimps. They're Do you not think it's also... Well, I think it's because if anyone calls someone scum, it's not great, but with her particular voice and accent, oh, it hurts. <laughs> Tory scum. Coming over here being Tory scum. Oh, it's not I think that's... That's it. I mean, in the done in the bedroom, that could be quite nice. That's. I mean, it's almost the same accent as the one that I grew up with. So I'm, you know, yeah. I'm partial to it. The reason that Nicola Sturgeon does not have to apologize is because she's not at risk of losing any voters over calling the Tory scum. It's not like there's there's not a lot of swing voters going between the SNP and the Tories. Yeah, you're probably down that path already. Whereas Labour are still trying to win back some of the seats they lost in the last election, who were Labour voters for a long time, and maybe calling the party scum might be then watering down to the people who voted for Tories for the first time and they're feeling a little bit scummy already and she's just pointed out that they're dirtbags now. Well that was going to be my next point though. Saying you don't like Tory policies is one thing but saying you don't like Tories it kind of mixes up the identity of the people versus the policy doesn't it? It's, yes. it? The same thing happens with those people who proudly tweet I've never kissed a Tory. I don't really yeah. know who you're trying to impress with that. I mean my politics aren't right wing but I'd snog a Tory. Yeah, Why, I but don't that's know, I, you know, because <laughs> I, I want to punish the Tories. <laughs> That'll teach them. But also back in the day, you know, you were a bit of a slag. So. Well, I mean, that's I think you should apologize for using that kind of language. <laughs> as true as it may be. That's no. Well, it's a term of endearment, isn't yeah. it? No, I think just statistically. I wanted to be a slag. I yeah. was desperate to be Statistically, slag. I'm bound to have snogged a Tory. Yes. Just, I couldn't have avoided those odds. Whereas a Lib Dem, I don't think I've been near one. I don't, no? I don't know where I'd find one. There, there, I know where there's some. Yeah. 
It's like a coven of them. Well, you live in those kind of areas, don't you? I live in those areas, yeah. I live in the areas where your choices are either Lib Dems or Tories. And ugh. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, who's going who's gonna to be more fun in the bedroom? Is it going to be a liberal Democrat when nobody knows even what the fuck they stand for? Or is it going to be somebody yeah. Tory? Where they've think... got the money to pay for the dungeon. Yeah. They've got the chaps. They've got the whips. Let's go, baby. I, I remember the good old days of New Labour. Uh, when Tony yeah. Blair said there is a third way, and I was like, mm. <laughs> "Is there? <laughs> I don't know the main two. Go on then." Um, so that's it. I mean, Nicola Sturgeon said, didn't say she wouldn't kiss a Tory. She just said she would detest them. Yeah, I think she's into it. This is why I've never tweeted. I wouldn't snog a Tory is because there'd just be loads of people replying, going like, "Yeah, we're fine with that." <laughs> it wouldn't bother them, would it? So hmm. that would hurt you more than it hurt them. It, it would. It would. Yes. Um, yeah. So, okay. There we go. More on that story. Um, mine, uh, this one is, I suppose it's a it's a big worry that we all might be facing. I don't know if you spotted the news, but there's a chance that we might be getting blackouts at winter. And what will happen oh. if Britain has winter blackouts, these power outages? I mean, there'll be a baby boom, I imagine, would be the first thing that could happen. Um, <laughs> there'll be no heating, no ability to warm your food, no TV. So if it happens during Hollyoaks, it's a, actually, it's an improvement. But... I thought we weren't going to have energy rationing. I don't know if you remember this. I'm sure that during the leadership debate, someone said something about not having energy rationing. Who could have that have been? In France, they talked about the possibility of energy rationing. Can you rule that out, Liz Truss? I do rule that out, yes. You rule out energy rationing. Liz Truss ruled out energy rationing. I should have bought batteries then. <laughs> Fool to myself. How did I not see it coming? And this is part of the problem with this story. As a nation, we do not respond well to a shortage. Uh, it's about a year ago, was it, um, that there were four four courts that didn't have a refill of petrol? And somehow <laughs> that turned into two weeks of panic queuing to make sure you had enough fuel. So hearing that there might be blackouts this year, I guarantee some people are cranking up the heating, trying to build up stockpile enough thermal energy to see them all the way through to December. So it works. Um, it, it might work. But Liz Truss ruled it out and she might be proved wrong. And this is what bothers me. It doesn't matter. She actually did the right move. When you were asked, do you rule it out? Because Rishi in the same debate said, we can't really rule anything out. He was being honest. Mm. She said, rule it out, won the, the race. So that when we do have energy rationing, she just blame it on Putin. You got the job, find someone else to blame it. And if anyone points that out, accuse them of talking down Britain. She's playing the old yeah. classic handbook. So at least we know this is a, a government that's trying to give us the ability to have our own fuel. We certainly see that when it comes to fracking, because uh, this is a story in The Times about fracking. The protest group is called Free Frack Lancashire. And uh, sorry, Frack Free <laughs> Lancashire. They need a hyphen because Frack Free with a hyphen means no fracking. But Frack Free Lancashire means do it at no cost. They I mean, come on. But the, the no cost angle is the issue here. Households near fracking sites could be given up to a thousand pounds. And nothing reassures me that this is a safe idea than someone saying, go on, we'll give you money for it. Like, if it's such a good idea, why do you have to bribe them? Hmm. Yeah. But we have the idea of uh, fracking happening. And it, what could possibly go wrong? Yes, there's a chance of earthquakes. Yes, there's accusations that fracking is somehow linked to making tap water flammable, as we see in this classic video from America. Yeah. 
Just Ooh. like that, she said. Just like that was answering the question, and how did you lose your eyebrows? Um, <laughs> so fracking, linked to earthquakes, linked to flammable drinking water. But who doesn't love a fairground ride and a Sambuca? So maybe you should stop mm. your complaining and get on board with this, you Luddite. Or as Liz, Liz Truss calls you... The Anti-Growth Coalition. The Anti-Growth Coalition. Sounds more medical than it actually is. But if your water <laughs> has gas in it, look at, all, look at it on the bright side. You're going to stay warm this winter. The rest of us are going to have our gas cut off. You can just light your tap water and all of a sudden you're sorted. But Liz wants to grow and develop any ability to make more power in the UK so that we're not dependent on Putin. We have our ability to grow our own power unless it's solar. Ministers (laughs) hope to ban solar projects from most English farms. Why would you want to ban solar? Why is it that... They're okay with fracking, but not okay with solar. Why would Liz be in favour of fossil fuels over renewables? And, oh, that's it. She worked for Shell. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you the problem here. Um, I'll tell you who I blame for this. LinkedIn. Because back in the day, you work in a place, you work somewhere else, you don't stay in touch with your previous uh, co-workers. But thanks to LinkedIn tracking you down and keeping you networked, she's still in with the Shell people. But what are the actual reasons they've given for stopping this development of solar power? Well, it's thought to be that they don't like the idea of putting solar panels on agricultural land, arguing that Mm. it impedes the progress of growth and boosting food production. Given a choice between food and solar panels, they're going with it. At the moment, you can't put solar panels on ground that is good quality growing ground, good agricultural ground. Uh, They categorise it between one and five, and if it's one to three, you can't grow on it. But now they want to – you can't put solar panels on it. But now they want to lower the standard of what's considered growable earth to stop you putting solar panels on it. Well, to find out more, I'm joined by a minister. Hello. Ah, Hello, Steve. Why are you banning solar panels? Look, we don't want people in this country having to choose between heating and eating. So we are choosing for them. We are choosing to grow more food rather than have solar energy. We don't need that much power in the UK, uh, but we clearly don't have a problem with obesity. Yes, we do. Well, yes. But the thing is, if you are obese, you tend to not feel the cold and you die younger. So, you know, two birds... Thank you very much for joining me, that minister there. So, yeah, given a choice between food and solar panels, they're reckoning that growing stuff is better. It's bizarre, (laughs) isn't it? Um, And you think, why are they in favour of this? Surely if a government wants to stop developing solar panels, aren't they uh, part of the anti-growth coalition? anti-growth coalition. Yeah, them's the ones that are bad guys. Unless, and there is another option here, when they said growth... We all presumed they meant economic growth. Mm-hmm. Maybe, no, surely, no, couldn't. Did, did they mean growth as in growing vegetables? Turns out, genuine news story from The Sun, that uh, ministers are launching a push to grow more tomatoes, cucumber and lettuces to try and sort <laughs> out our economy. They are literally talking about growing vegetables. Excellent work. So that's what we're facing. Yeah, we might be cold this winter, but at least we'll have more cucumbers. I mean, a good salad. That'll take you through. You would think that they would be trying to grow meat because they're Tories. Yeah. When we talked about shortages, it was a couple of years ago, there was a bit of a salad shortage, weren't there? Mm. Didn't bother me. Somehow, absolutely (laughs) did not impede my life. So 
during our panic in COVID, we built a garden, uh, you know, growing growing plants in our back garden, and the only thing that came up was lettuce, which yeah. is nutritionally pointless. Yeah. Isn't it something like 90% water, which is roughly the yeah. same percentage as a glass of water? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if, yeah, and if you eat the glass, at least you're getting those minerals. Mm. Silicon, mm. boron. Yeah, all your basics. Yeah, it's good for you. Good basics. Um, I, the, the thing that you showed with the... Uh, the flame coming yeah. with the water tap. I don't know if we can go back to that because there's something I noticed there. If you can bring the so she does it, does it once, right, right here. There you go. Proof Just that like it happens. That. And then, goes, and then, oh, I'll do it again. <laughs> I mean, the first time that I almost, like you said, burned my eyebrows off. That demonstrates what's happened. I need to go, wow, and then back in yeah. again. Now, be, are you sure that isn't like a? That's not like the magnets for the vaccine, is it? I mean, is there proof that that actually happened? The, I mean, it's a famous video of one of the you know, issues with fracking in America. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I don't know how we can, but, well, I'm sorry, I don't know how we can guarantee that she hasn't found a way of pumping actual gas into her water pipes. Maybe, but that doesn't seem like the kind of thing most people would have a go at. If you were home rigging up your gas pipe into your water pipe, <laughs> would you then try and light it? But the key thing is, she's famous now, and that's yeah. what everyone wants. How do I get hot water? Well, I'm going to put the gas in the water and try and light it. I feel sorry for the, the fire brigade out there. Imagine turning up to a house. <laughs> oh, we're making it worse. We'll just hook into your water supply. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this seems pointless. So, I don't know. I mean, keep going. The issue is, I think, they are the fracking, you know, getting the shale gas can be released into areas where yeah. there is a water table. And if you are drawing your water from a water table, then maybe you could get it in there. Um, you put, but is that scientifically possible, Mr. Chemist? Can well, you put yeah. gas in water? Yeah. Well, it's just a, huh? it's a bubble. Have you heard of bubbles? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't want to get too advanced here, but um, is it possible to put... I don't think I've ever said this in the three years we've been doing this now. Fuck off. <laughs> you heard of bubbles. Put a gas in a liquid. I don't see any... Bu it's not bubbly water. It's not you like it's sure? coming from the... It looks clear. It's clear. It's, there's no bubbles in it. Not bubbly water. I can't mean, see the bubbles. It's not carbonated. I'll give you that. They're yeah. not running through a soda stream. But that's dissolved That's dissolved carbon dioxide <laughs> in water that comes out when there's a site of nucleation. Having you know, like a spirit level, right? That's a bubble yeah. in water. But the bit either side of the bubble looks really clear. Y yes. But I didn't see any bubbles in that water. Because she burnt them. You know what? Mm. If you've got air in your, if you've got air in your water supply, and you turn the tap on, it spits like that, doesn't it? Yeah. And the the bits where the water's not coming out, the that's just because it's, it's you know it's the it's the yeah. nozzle thing just. Yeah. So that's it's not. Yeah. Uh -huh. So do you think so? Fracking or not fracking then? For you, do you know, would, I, you like, would you like I, would you like a fracking? I don't know. I think yeah, <laughs> they offered that. I think is that the third way? Um. I don't know, but I'd like more research on it. I mean, the the thing that worries me is I don't think we're going about it the right way. I think we are simply trying to find rules to break rather than learn more about. Yeah. Back in the day when they tried fracking in Lancashire, they didn't think they'd cause earthquakes over one on the Richter scale. The rules are nothing over one on the Richter scale. And if they'd have stuck to that, fine. But they didn't. There was a 2.9, so they stopped it because they thought, wait a minute, our science was telling us that we shouldn't get a 2.9, but it did. 
yeah. there's been no change to the science. But now you get Jacob Rees-Mogg saying, oh, maybe we need to look at which limits should be allowed. All you're doing is getting rid of the rules that stop you. Yeah. If you could have fracking without with having the only uh, seismic activity about one, you don't really feel a one. That'd be fine, possibly. Mm. But they're not doing any further research. They're just plowing ahead with it anyway. At the same time, stopping solar farms. And I, I get that if you're going to have renewable energy, it does seem weird that we have solar farms in Britain when wind farms... What would you describe? If you were trying to describe Britain to aliens, <laughs> windy or sunny, which would you go for? But yeah. a little bit of both would be good. But, I mean, the fracking is in, where did you say, North Lancashire? Lancashire. Yeah, North Lancashire. Yeah. North Lancashire, Lancashire, which is north. We're south. It's Lancashire. We're hundreds of miles is, away. Yeah. We're, Lancashire is We're hundreds of miles away from where they could potentially be causing earthquakes, but getting oil and gas. Gas, yeah. So I don't see why it's a problem for us. Yeah. Have you thought about being Definitely. a Tory? <laughs> I did. I don't want Nicola Sturgeon to detest me because I like the gigs in Scotland. And I, I'm already out enough as it is because of shows I did in 2014, which we won't talk about right now. So a similar but like-minded story. And if you're enjoying this fun dance, make sure to drop some money in our Kofi um, so that we can start a fracking site. I do I, I do love the fact, do you, do you remember, the, did you watch the Battlestar Galactica from the late 90s, early 2000s? No. Oh, you would, it's good. But in that, they wanted, it was clearly on a channel where they couldn't swear. So it's every time that they wanted to swear and they replaced the word fuck with frack. Oh, really? So it'd be like, well, frack you, you fracking mother, mother fracker. Constantly, they just frack left, right, and center. Brilliant. So and Edward James Olmos is in it. You, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go and Edward, frack underground in Lancashire. I can't believe you. We're going to have to talk about this Battlestar Galactica thing because it is right up your alley. It's very good. There's a beautiful robot. It's anyway. So another thing that's being affected by the cost of living crisis here in the UK and the housing crisis, thanks to those lovely detestable Tories, is issue with the rental market, which we're seeing, especially down here in London Way, where tenants are offering, they're not asking, landlords aren't asking for this, but tenants are offering a year's worth of month in advance and going up and above the asking price for the rental. Now, you might think, why did I highlight this story? Why am I talking about this story? It's because we're moving and we're looking for a new place to rent. And it's insane. Some people, we've heard rumors offering three years cash advance in paying their rent. I can't compete with that based on your Kofi do donations alone. <laughs> this is now an appeal. I need. So people are like that. Normally, what you do when you see a house, or see a flat, you see, ah, well, you're asking 1500 for that. I'll give you 1450 and we promise not to burn the place down. That's what you do as a tenant. That's the agreement you make. I won't shit on the carpet more than necessary. That's what you say. Yeah. Now I've got to pay extra for the privilege to shit on somebody else's carpet. I don't know why that's the analogy I went with, but you understand my point. It's in, it's not reasonable. But this is landlords who are the most disgusting scum on earth except for the person who might want to let us a flat that this isn't public so no one he'll never see it if he googles me by name except for you who might rent us a house except for you most of them are scum and they're not even asking for this mm. it makes no sense i would rather be homeless and i will be soon yeah at these prices good luck I the um this is yeah well look I know you think landlords are absolutely terrible, but you know yeah. my flat that I couldn't sell in Gravesend? Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of it. Rented it out. 
And exactly the same thing happened. I had an asking price, and the people who now live there are the ones who outbid all the others above the asking price. That's, but you should have taken the person who, that's ridiculous. That's like saying, I want to go on a date with you. It's our first date. I'm hoping for a snog. And that person sleeps with you. You should not honor them with sleeping with them. Right. They've given too much. So I've definitely got this wrong more than once. Not only with a flap. <laughs> um, might have been a Tory as well. You never know. But, um, you know. But you should have been reasonable to the night. What did you look at who they were? Or did you just go, most money, I'll just take that because you're a scummy landlord. The actually, I got an email of so much detail about these people, names, yeah. occupations, how much they earn each year. Just going through, just judging, and it's uh, it's powerful. It's a nice feeling. But no, I went with the one who was offering the most money because it all adds up. But you want to know who your tenant? Like, because I mean, that's all we have. We don't have enough money, so we've been pitching who we are, right. and our cute little dog, and our nice family, our good Christian values. Yeah, you're exactly the kind of people I would not want. <laughs> Pets and Christian values, come on. <laughs> not my cup of tea. There was a story when I was living down in Kent, there was a story about rogue landlords who were on, is there a Craigslist in the UK? I think it's Craigslist, but if it's not, it's whatever there is an analogous Craigslist for the UK that were looking to rent out rooms and mm. were saying how much money it would be, but also saying yeah. they would accept a payment in sexual activity. Yes. I've heard of this as well. And I'm looking for that landlord now. <laughs> Hello. None of the people who rented out my flat offered that, just for the record. I'll give you a deposit. Oh, dear. Ooh, <laughs> years worth all in one. You'd be a husk afterwards. <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on. I don't know why I'm so sweary today. It's just, it's been one of those days because it's so late when we're filming this. <laughs> But it, it is difficult. But it, the, you know, the market might rectify the interest rates going up, as they're gonna do the way someone's steering this country is gonna yep. make it. That's what is weird, though. If you could pay three years worth of rent up front, surely you have a deposit. Exactly. Yeah. And if I have to listen to one more person when I tell them that we have to move, go. Why don't you buy? Why don't you oh, buy? No, sh no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, I wish I'd buy. thought of that. Yeah. Before I had children. But I mean, you can still, still buy. All you need is a huge deposit and ability to prove income that can service the debt. The only place I could buy would be in Lancashire above a fracking site. Nice. <laughs> Get like a rocking chair. so that <laughs> A waterbed. You might as well enjoy it. But no, not the waterbed. It's truth. You try and smoke in there. You can go, <laughs> oh, well, I definitely fill it up down again. here and then bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of heavy to transport this way, isn't it? I'm going to Lancashire. Oh, yeah. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think we've solved your problem there somehow, haven't we? Donate towards our deposit, please. Yeah. Please. If you move up to Lancashire. Um, then we could still do the show. They've got the internet there. We'll still be able to do that. And you, you could they? probably live well off of Kofi donations if you're living up there. That's true. I could. I'll have to think about that. Yeah, it's an option. Um, right, on to the uh, final one. God, the time is I think it is the final. Wait, time is fun by how long? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we better rattle on um, through it then. Um, Daily Star review. Why not? Some Why not? Of the stories from the Daily Star. Let's see what I'll be looking at in the Daily Star <laughs> this week. This guy, uh, who says that his, 
is so big that the women that he hooked up with said that he should go into porn. Um, so what? <laughs> I've some of the women I've been with because of the size of my uh, said that I should do modelling for Greek <laughs> statues. I don't know. I don't even get that joke because those Greek statues look perfectly sized to me. Mm -hmm. uh, if we go back to the uh, picture, his name is Slimpoke, so it might be long, but it's not wide. Um, so. <laughs> That's one story that we're up to date with. Also, Ding. <laughs> Ding. Also in the Daily Star, how about this? You know, people often see Jesus in toast. You've seen all those. Oh, look yeah. at this. Face of Jesus is on toast. Or oh, I, I did some butter and it's the, clearly the face of Jesus. Well, never on a hot cross bun, isn't it? wonder why. Too soon. But yeah. now from the makers of Jesus toast comes a curry that looks a bit like Shrek. So this woman spotted the face of Shrek and uh, still ate it anyway. We can zoom in. I mean, yeah, fair play. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's the ear that does it. It is, isn't it? It's the, the face of Shrek, uh, which I think is, is nice. Uh, that's what happened to him. If you want to know what happened to Donkey, ended up in a Tesco <laughs> lasagna. Um, but I, I like the bit where it says, and devoured the meal anyway. What are you meant to do? Not eat it? It's what? <laughs> hey? Now, and so it's a good rule. Remember, if it's the face of Jesus, you don't eat it. If it's Shrek, you eat it. If it's the Virgin Mary, you don't eat it. If it's the Hulk, you eat it. If it's Elvis, don't eat it. If it's Slimer from Ghostbusters, you do eat it. What I'm trying to say is it's important you eat your greens. Uh -huh. Tick. On to the next one. Um, this was in the Daily Star. A woman who had a bit of problem with the neighbours because she received a letter uh, telling her off for not wearing pants when she took the bins out. <laughs> uh, and in fact, we can see the letter, actually. Uh, here we are. Hi, my husband can see you on our ring camera. That's why it's called a ring camera. And uh, please put your pants on when you take out your trash from your neighbour. Right. Isn't it interesting how a year ago we would have been debating, should you wear a mask when you go outside? And now, not even pants. That's how much we've just let ourselves go. But it was a TikTok. And part, and it got like 1.2 million views. Oh. There's no actual evidence that she goes outside. You know, the only evidence is that note. So hmm. all I'm saying is... You want to be big on TikTok, maybe I should claim that I've had a similar sort of problem. My neighbours keep shaming me and leaving me notes like this one. Please stop bending down to tie your shoelaces while wearing no pants. My wife thinks our ring doorbell is a live feed of a webcam of the Eye of Sauron, your neighbour. Um, and there is one more story, but it's not from the Daily Star. What? It's a bit of a rant, but I this story's from the uh. Times, and I was listening to Times Radio when they were talking about it. And I just got annoyed by all the cliches. The story is that they are trialling a new contraceptive for men. Okay. And the debate went exactly the way that these kind of, oh, I did. So basically it's a gel. It messes with your testosterone level, which just means your sperm production drops while ever you're using. It's a gel you put on your okay. shoulders. The guy in the article said that the only side effects are an increased sex drive and having sticky shoulders. And I tell you, when I get an increased <laughs> sex drive, someone's going to get sticky shoulders. So it might as well be me. But. The radio is so cliched. The host said, would you trust a man to use this? Are we not through that now? It's 2022 and I've looked into it. And these days, some men qualify as pharmacists, nurses and do even doctors these days. Some men are trusted to administer drugs to other people. So maybe, just maybe we should drop the old trope of, oh, would you trust, trust a man to remember to do a thing? 
And the most annoying part of the story is that because it was all of the three people debating it were saying like, oh, it's about time that men had to have a, a contraceptive from the point of view of a man. Yeah, it is. It would be really good if the technology was available so that we could have a sexual revolution. Because at the moment, the only contraceptive, the only brains that's gone into the one that works for men is put something between you and it. That's all it is. Just wearing a bag. It would be nice if there was some chemical or hormonal or some clever thing that means you could guarantee that you're not going to get someone pregnant. But I do think as much as you can enjoy the cliche of like, oh, would you trust a man to do it? Yeah, you can trust a man to do it. What you can't trust a man is to stop taking it when uh, the birth rate would drop off, is what I'm saying. We've been trying for years and somehow we're still not having it. Look at the state of his shoulders. Sorry, darling. So (laughs) I just think we needed to address that issue. It's just too much of a cliche. That's it. That's that's not an angle I thought you would take on that, but it's interesting. I mean, what would happen is that you would see, you know, women who are to check on the man to make sure that he wasn't rubbing it on secretly. Like, you want a back rub? (gasps) How dare you put it on again? Yeah. There'd be some back checking going on. Because I don't know if it has to be the shoulder. Because if you were surreptitiously trying to put it on, I know it's. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Because you're patting yourself on the back for being a good guy. Yeah, I remember to do a thing. Men are idiots, though. Have you not met men? Yeah, but that's the thing. You're I mean, not a normal man, Steve. Yeah, you are but, not a normal human being. You're not even a normal person. The average friends. IQ is a hundred. The <sighs> half of the of men have an IQ above a hundred, above average. Why are we yeah, going through life? That doesn't denote anything regarding emotional intelligence. Oh, because I, I'll tell you what you really need is emotional intelligence. That'll help you remember to do a thing. To to care enough to do a thing. Yeah. And I because I'm sure just, men because no, some men are gonna be like, it'll remove my manliness. It gives you a higher sex drive and sticky shoulders. Who doesn't want those two things? <laughs> I'm just doing it for the sticky shoulders. My shoulders are sticky enough, I'll have you know. It would be great, that, that thing where you're, you're walking. I could go against the wall right now. <laughs> climb it like Spider-Man. I'd be a, a shoulder-related superhero. But backwards. Yeah. <laughs> and if any supervillain comes at you, it also gives you a higher sex drive. So, you know, you've got it's, options. If it's Wanda... From the latest Doctor Strange, <laughs> I would have that battle. All right, the but she's evil, and you, you know what? But she, you just said villain. If she, yeah, yeah, feel... I know, but I don't. I wouldn't necessarily think. Well, then again, you know, you snog Tories, so she's a bad girl. Bad votes to the to the right, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I know, I know what you mean. There, there are other jokes there, but it's the the radio feature was just like, oh, is this the nineteen eighties? I think still be, having that. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think it's a naive point. I don't trust men. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think if the stakes are, do this thing and guarantee that no one can sue you for 18 years worth of paternity. You've listened to Kanye's Gold Digger. You've got the fear. But you can guarantee that never happens to you if you put some gel on. It would be the most they, they would mix it in with Viagra somehow. It would be it would be a go to thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think what would happen is you'd find a lot of girlfriends going, can I give you a massage tonight? And then she would be applying it without his knowledge. Right. And then and then he'd be like, oh, I'm feeling really amorous after this massage. Boom. Free they, massage. And once again, it makes contraceptive the burden of the women. That's why they've done it as a massage oil on the back. 
I, honestly, I, I still. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm just saying that's the logic there. They've clearly realized men aren't going to do it. Say it's massage oil. The dudes will never know the difference. And problem solved. You put it in some deep heat. <laughs> the next thing you know, no footballers ever again need to worry about having kids. That's what they need to do. Yeah. They can't just say this is to do this to stop the this. I don't know what those hand gestures mean. <laughs> little pony. Baby. Like Will Young trying to sing up and down on the scale. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there we go. I, today, I think we did a really good job of solving problems more yeah. than usual. I think and, <laughs> more than usual. What do we um, I think that what we learned <laughs> is I need help with the deposit in more than one way. Right? <laughs> Definitely keen on it. Um, so uh, there we go. I think we've reached the end of the show. Um, thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe and do the liking of the video and all those things. Share it with people because it can be shared easily without any effort on your yeah. own. Um, make sure to watch all the episodes you can back as well before the blackouts come because yeah. you can't watch us when that happens. And um, yeah, I guess, uh, is there anything else to say? Oh, we should plug. You, you've got your podcast. Oh, yes. I'm doing a podcast, American Exchange, uh, where I'm talking to people across the pond. I've had Mary Trump on there, some political people. If you're not following politics, you might not have heard of um, a guy named Joe Walsh, a White House reporter named Brian Karam, And it's available on all the podcast platforms. It's very, very good. And uh, if I must say so myself. And if you're in Nottingham area, I'll be at the Glee this weekend. So very nice. that's something to check out. How about yourself? What are you doing? Um, any more national television I have to hear about? Yep. Um, definitely got some newspaper <laughs> reviews on the one that we keep getting told off for, but also got, um, uh, late night mash on Dave. You can watch all of this series on UK TV player and last series is still up there as well. Um, newspaper columns, which actually is mainly a rant about blackouts. You've heard most of the jokes from that now, as it turns out. Yep. Um, uh, but there's the radio show in Essex, which turns into a podcast, Mr. Stephen Allen on radio search for that. And if you're in that area, Bethnal green, I'm doing some gigs there this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh Love that gig. Hmm. So it's a fun one to play. You should. Um, yeah. I look forward to gigging with you there at some point. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, at some point. It'd be nice to work together again. Yep. Come to the glee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we will be here uh, next Tuesday or the Tuesday after that. Whichever comes first. Till then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching this from Comic Solving Problems. And if you feel like it, go ahead and like the video. Or subscribe. Commitment. <laughs>